Hi friends, welcome to this episode. Today we have a solo show and I wanted to tell you my story for you to get to know me, to know sides of me that, you know, one day I was never able to share. I also wanted to give you a trigger warning. Um, in this episode, I will be talking about eating disorders, suicide, and this may not be an episode that, you know, everybody wants to listen to, but it is my story and this is kind of my way of sharing with you something that I have come to unpack through the years, through therapy and self-healing and a lot of self-help books and a lot of crying and a lot of trial and error. So the way that I wanted to approach this and unpack this is by telling you the story of my Instagram account. So I have an Instagram account called at it's all about Steffi and this was not my primary account. This was like my let's say like my scapegoat account that I created actually in 2018 I believe um, and I created it as a way of compartmentalizing my story. So I wanted to have a safe space where I was able to only follow people in the mental health arena, in the body neutrality arena, um, that talked about things that helped me cope and also seeing other bodies that looked like mine and also looked very different than mine, but wasn't um, feed that was full of, you know, really beautiful, skinny, fit women that were always at the gym because that's what I had been consuming for the past, you know, my entire life. And I had been completely filled in diet culture and really low self-esteem and I've had a really, really, really horrible relationship with my body. And creating uh, It's All About Steffi was my way of compartmentalizing that. So the way that I'm going to be recording this episode and doing this episode is a little bit different than I normally do. Um, I had planned to just talk to you about the story of self-healing through an Instagram account because I thought it was a really nice way of contrasting last week's episode where we talked about, you know, well, two weeks ago episode where we talked about um, do we put a content out for validation? Are we always seeking? Like, do we have a really horrible relationship with social media and et cetera? So I thought it was a really nice way of you guys to get to know me and also for you guys to get to know like the other side of social media where you can use it as a healing tool. So I did the outline for this um for this episode and you know I probably did it in a very different way than I do most of the time most of the time I like to wing it and I like to if anything I like to have just a few bullet points and a few ideas of what I want to talk about but I don't like giving myself a lot of prompts because I feel like this well I don't know I will like get me 
confused or it will get me like overthinking about what I have to say. But when I got to writing this outline, I ended up almost journaling and it ended up being a really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, exercise that I did with myself. And so I'm going to go ahead and read um, what I wrote um, and hopefully you guys are able to appreciate some of the vulnerability, a lot of the vulnerability that's in this episode and also, you know, maybe some of you guys will know that talking about things will take them out of the darkness and in darkness is where shame lives and that's what I've learned from Brene Brown and I no longer want to have shame and I no longer want to just be on this Instagram account where I've talked about this story and I've talked about my darkness and my light and um my body dysmorphia and my eating disorders and mental health and I think this is almost my audio version of my coming out story um and I know this may not sound like a really big deal to a lot of people but it is for me so welcome to this episode and I hope that you'll be able to enjoy and hopefully some of you will cry with me because I think this is going to be really cathartic and it's also part of my healing journey. So thank you for being here and welcome to this episode. So what are we going to unpack today? Creating a whole other Instagram account to accompany my healing. Well, I don't think it really started like this, but here, let me take you through this journey. I'll be pulling some Instagram posts as I go through this podcast, and I'll be sharing a direct link to all of them and everything else I mentioned in this episode on our show notes. When I started this Instagram account, I remember it was actually maybe my third Instagram account. At one point, I had an account to track my weight loss journey and macro counting called Thighs and Fries. Like every other fad diet I ever subscribed to, and believe me, there were many, this account also died with that. So back to It's All About Steffi. As I scroll down my feed, I can remember that it was actually called something like Steffi Ramirez Design, and it was going to be my aesthetic account, where I shared my camera roll pictures and curated a perfect feed where captions were one-worded, followed by hashtags like hashtag travel, hashtag design, hashtag photography. The first post was uploaded on December 9th, 2018. And then, just like that, 10 days after, December 19th, 2018, I posted about my sadness for the first time and it said and today was hard too but it takes immense courage to be sad and then three days after on December 22nd 2018 I wrote sometimes life gets hard and we get tunnel vision we forget about the good and are only able to think about the bad and ugly And okay, I guess that's anxiety, depression, and panic. At least that's how it looks like to me. Everybody has different experiences with mental health, memories, and feelings overall. And that is what makes us unique and human. This year, I had an amazing opportunity to travel to Beijing, China, for business, and it was an incredible experience. I cannot wait to get back to Asia and explore that side of the world. 
you have no idea what it feels like to reread these captions again. And it's almost like I can feel the panic in my fingers, the push to get attention from somebody, from myself, the feeling of being caged almost, if an animal trying to find a way out. I can feel it in my fingers. And to be quite honest, I can also feel it in my voice. And then I continued sharing about trips, places, people, but something was starting to happen. I was able to find moments in my day and find nuggets, visual nuggets to post. But they were also nuggets of being present. Like in this post, I'd walked by this corner almost every day. And just now was I able to look up and see this little reminder. Good things happen all the time. This was a post that I took on my way to work. And I literally used to walk by, by the sidewalk every single day. And it was right next to the coffee shop where we got our iced coffee. And good things happen all the time. I remember that day like it was yesterday. It was so cold and it was a sunny, beautiful day. And I was so sad a lot of those times. And, you know, just seeing little visual nuggets of prompts almost out in the wild was what really led some of these conversations. I was in LA for a work trip and saw the sign at LACMA, Los Angeles County Museum of Art, that said, like, man, I'm tired of waiting. I snapped it and then this was the caption I wrote. There's this pressure in today's society to be good at everything or to at least try everything. Sometimes I get so, so, so fucking overwhelmed with everything in this world. You gotta eat right, and you better not be eating bad food. Drink water, don't drink alcohol, don't skip the gym, but also don't overexercise. Go to therapy, but you better never show your anxiety, panic, or sadness. Go to the doctor, but make sure it has no chemicals. Go to the nutritionist, but fuck diet culture. So why don't you go to a health coach, but don't forget the acupuncture. Also, don't spend too much money. You better have savings. Also, hashtag treat yourself. I could go on and on and on about everything that goes through my head every single day, every damn minute. I don't have an answer for basically anything, but know that we need to talk about our problems, disregard negativity, and keep working on ourselves. We are enough. Thanks to people in my life, I am okay. And I know... They will be there for me forever. If you know, you know. Also, thanks to the good Instagram people out there that keep me sane. We'll tag my favorite accounts in this picture. And this, this is when things really started to change. To really change. So, I had spent, I think, the past few months traveling because of work and I remember if I put myself back in 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 these days I remember feeling so anxious this was when 
almost every day I felt really 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 lost and there was something inside of me that just wouldn't let me rest I used to drink a lot at this point I used to work out a lot at this point as well and I was not healthy not healthy as in like you know what people would say is healthy like healthy in my mind my body my soul like I was really um poisoned let's call it so back to the journal this is when I started following accounts that talked about mental health body neutrality started to follow people who looked like me not the fit skinny version of what I wanted to be people whose boobs were big and different whose bellies flapped whose stretch marks were normal, whose, cell- whose cellulite wasn't face-tuned, whose food wasn't about the calories or macros in it, whose life was seemingly just interesting and normal, who spoke about things that made me uncomfortable, who made me feel seen, uncomfortably seen, but most importantly, accounts and people who made me look at me. There was a long time in my life where I was terrified of looking at my reflection in the mirror, where when I walked by buildings, I made sure not to look at my reflection. And I lived in New York City. That was a hard challenge, huh? There was a long time that I placed my worth on the labels of my jeans. There was a long time that I measured my worth by the size of my plates. But there was a long time where I found comfort and pain in food were binging and restricting, were my way of controlling my life. There's so much that I have overcome, like being able to stare at the mirror and actually say out loud, hey, I love you. You're not perfect, but there's no need to be. Today, I may not love you, but today, I am thankful for you, body, because I am able to move, to breathe, I am able to love others, and I am able to keep trying until I can, maybe one day, even if it's just for a day, or minutes of the day, I'm able to love what I see right there. Back to the Instagram account now. (laughs) So, we went to Seattle, and the theme kind of went back to aesthetic account, where I shared my gorgeous travel photos, where I got to share some of my artistic eye, It was almost always a challenge for me to see the different views I saw today versus what Meijun had seen that day. It's like having this Instagram account and having the will to want to share these snippets with people. Again, go back to me really being intentional with seeing these visual nuggets of like inspiration, of colors, of textures. It's almost like so... It's almost like such a paradox that the idea of wanting to post on a digital platform made me challenge myself to really be present and find these little nuggets to share with people. So yeah, I I, I find just there's such a little paradox here with 
digital and the physical and me constantly trying to use this outlet as a way of really sharing things that are here inside of me or in my artistic eye or whatever and it was almost like a constant battle of seeking attention and finding validation in myself from others and myself all at the same time it's almost like a hamster wheel so back to the journal (laughs) and then something changed again I go back to New York and found a new self we had made the decision to quit our jobs and it was as if I was truly trying to be unapologetically myself this was when I really developed what it's all about Steffi is not apologizing for my wild anymore this is when I placed a bet on myself this was when I decided that my darkness will not define me but that I can channel it I can write it I can explain it and I can maybe find others that will resonate with my thoughts and maybe help myself and my people understand a little bit of what was really going through my head I no longer wanted to feel ashamed of my darkness I no longer wanted to hold it so close to my chest. And this was where I call the post where I came out. This is the thing. I don't want life to happen to me. I don't want to be sitting, waiting, wishing. Happiness comes my way. Waiting for success to happen. For my depression to disappear. For my anxiety to lessen, my panic attacks won't vanish, but I will be able to manage them. The thing is, I don't want to be thin enough, passionate enough, athletic enough. I want to be me. Even if that me isn't a size zero. Heck, I've never even been a size zero. I will never be. And that is okay. This week is Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And I want to share my story. For the first time, I always thought I was just an angry person. A person without self-control. I thought that each binge was my fault. That each time, I wish I was courageous enough to put my fingers down my throat. And this was just so that I would be noticed. So that I would stop being the chubby girl, the fat one, the one that didn't fit into the kids' sizes and wore a bra too early. It was all done just so that I could be noticed. But that's the thing with mental health, with eating disorders. They don't discriminate. They don't forgive. They're silent ghosts that take over. And they are not always what you read in books. They're silent killers that appear in different shapes and sizes. My ribs never protruded or outlined my torso. It was the complete opposite. I would go from measuring my waist to eating pints of ice cream or drowning the alcohol I was probably not supposed to be drinking. Yes, this happened all while I was a 3.8 GPA student with a vibrant smiles, with curves that would break the dance floors. This all happened while I was hiding under my sheets, literally sitting, waiting, wishing life would happen to me. And I would finally find the strength to seek help. It was not until I was 22 years old that I looked at my partner, the light of my life, and I admit it, that I may not be able to make it if I don't seek help. And that, my friends, is when I found my well-being. Alyssa helped change my life. 
taught me I wasn't broken, taught me my fears were valid, that my monsters could be tamed, and that I was light. Not life, not people, me. So here I am, sharing my story in a language that's not mine, while walking in the dead of winter in a city I'm about to say, see you later to. A city where my dreams were shaped, where I found my partner, my other family, my friends, and most importantly, where I began to find myself. This was a few days after I seriously contemplated taking my own life. I've spent many moments thinking about suicide, but I never felt like I truly couldn't do it anymore. And it was in this moment, I was in our bathtub in our apartment, just crying, just feeling so sad, so lost, feeling so overwhelmed. I remember this day like it was yesterday. I was picking up Guillermo from daycare, just couldn't control myself. Just couldn't see past my fear, my anxiety, my depression, my sadness. But I kept thinking, there's no way I can leave him, my puppy. I'm either going to die or become an alcoholic. I need help. I want to live. How comes I also want to die so much? And this is when I downloaded this book that I kept hearing about for the last few months. Any Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And this is when I finally really, really started to understand that I am not my thoughts. I am not the trauma I have lived through. I am not depression. I am not anxiety. And I am not the relationship I have with food. (sighs) Phew. Okay. Wow. And just like that, this was the seal I didn't know how to break. Now this was all out in the open. Now I didn't have to feel shame. I knew that I finally belonged right here in my body. I remember the comments I got from my friends. I remember my partner's hug. I remember like I woke up the next morning with the biggest vulnerability hangover after posting that and I remember that after that bathtub I called my mom and for the first time I spoke to her about my eating disorders and I told her she no longer has the power to shape my story and that even though our relationship will never be what we both think it should be, that I will be okay. And that it takes two to be completely obsessed with diet culture and to, in order for me to become a better human, I needed to start to forgive her, myself, our relationship with food, our relationship with our bodies. I needed, just like a fat diet, I needed to just quit. 
I needed to quit feeling sorry for myself. I needed to quit wanting to be someone else, to fit in someone else's clothes in order to break generational trauma and patterns where beauty doesn't have to hurt and being a woman doesn't have to be a constant seek of being perfectly beautiful for men to love us because my role in this world is not for another man to love me because I need to love myself first. Now what continues is a series of posts that I started to treat as a journal. Well, more like a stage. Each one of the posts to have continued after have given me a sense of freedom. And this is why I think that this Instagram account has been key in my healing journey. I once heard that shame keeps us in a dark corner, hiding from the world. And that is how I felt my entire life. That is what I felt in my primary Instagram account. I felt like I couldn't share who I really was and who I'd become because the script I created on that account came from a place of shame, felt from a place where I curated every moment to fit into the script I thought others wanted to hear from me. Now, I know that maybe even creating an Instagram account and rupturing the connection to those who followed me in that other account had nothing to do with them, but with the shame I had built up my entire life because I had never allowed myself to find who I really was. I kept blaming others and blaming society, but all I was doing was controlling the narrative so that I was safe. And this is what this Instagram account gave me. It was a newfound sense of nakedness, of a small, controlled, four-by-five blank page that felt like being naked in front of a crowd of strangers who would now get to know me for who I was learning to discover to be. Now I wonder if I realize that maybe it's all about Steffi was my mirror, my reflection that I finally started to look at straight in the eyes, not because of who was around me or what I thought others would see in that reflection, but for who I was letting be. It is as if now that I look back at all these posts, I am able to read that all I was looking this whole time was to feel like I belonged somewhere. And this account was able to give me just that, a place to share with fear, angst, exactly as I was, and that the people that would read, but finally be reading who I was. I learned a lot. I shared a lot. I surrounded myself with tools, with people, with accounts, thoughts that I agreed and did not agree with. But this account has taught me this over and over. Progress is not linear. You have to lean in to the suck. There are people out there who you'd really like. And it's okay if they just live on your digital screen. There are people out there who care. But I need to care first. I should say that 
it matters. I don't have to be loud with others. If I can't hear myself, it doesn't matter. But most importantly, it doesn't matter if anyone else doesn't get it or doesn't read it or doesn't comment. All that matters is me. So here's a long rant about how creating an Instagram account leads me to share intentionally, to get naked in the theater and an account that reminds me I'm not apologizing for my wild anymore and I can ask questions and be curiously uncomfortable through life. Follow the people who lift you up, who make you wonder, who challenge you more than anything. Follow yourself. This is your life, baby. So I wanted to tell you my story so you can get to know me a bit more, but also I wanted to share the other side of the coin. Following last episode's rant about our social me- our relationship to social media and the validation we seek from it, I wanted to share my story, the story where validation I found through sharing the story became a key piece of the puzzle that has brought me to where I am today. Thank you for listening to this episode, friends. Thank you for always sending us messages that reinforces that what we share helps you understand, question, or simply wonder. But most importantly, thank you for listening and thank you for letting me talk it out. Don't forget that you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can DM us on Instagram. You can leave us a comment in our show notes, comment section, or you can simply stay tuned and listen to the next episode. And that is how I ended up my outline journal entry and I guess I didn't cry (laughs) Um, and I guess it's a lot less scary than what I made it up to be in my head and I know that this may seem like a little small step about me sharing a few captions of my Instagram account and telling you how Instagram can be a tool for self-healing but If there's one thing that I want you to remember from this episode is that we have to believe in ourselves. Nobody else can lift us up um, and can care for us enough and can love us enough and can support us enough if we are not able to support ourselves, to love ourselves, to care for ourselves, to lift ourselves up. Because if there's one thing that I've learned through this journey is that I am here for myself and nothing that happens in this world will be able to fulfill that. And I hope that, you know, the day that I do get to have children, hopefully I do get to have children, I am able to stop the pattern of self-hate, of hating my body, hating their body, of hating their foods because of what it makes them look like. Hopefully I get to teach them that nobody in this whole wide earth can love them like they can love themselves. And seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening to this 30 or so minutes. Thank you for sitting here and letting me be with you today. 
Thank you for... I don't know. Thank you to myself for following my fucking dreams because having this podcast is a goddamn dream of mine. And I survived. And I made it. And I am alive to leave my dreams today. And to have a partner. And to have a dog. And to be here with you guys today. And even if I don't know you. And even if I have lost plenty of people. And burned plenty of bridges. It's been worth it. Because I'm alive. And I want to be alive. And I guess I did cry. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for listening to my story. And I hope that you know that you're not alone. And that you are enough. You are enough. (sighs) Bye, friends. Thank you for being here.